All right. On a day that was filled with a massive glitch that knocked us off the air, I'll tell you, there's very few problems that can't be solved with a brand new $4,000 MacBook Pro. So that is kind of the direction we're going in. As you can see, the ticker says, Larry's not here. I have breaking news. Larry is now here. Let's see if we can officially do this for the first time ever. I'm going to push a button that brings the greatest duo in the history of sports talk radio in the city of San Francisco together. Oh, Larry, we know just enough to be dangerous. How are you, pal? <laughs> How's the audio? I've, I, uh, I've got my mic going. I've got my mic upgraded today. Um, very nice. No, so you're not coming through my headphones. I can't hear you in my headphones, but I can hear you. I think if I just take these off, I can just hear you through the computer. I, how you doing? Well, you know, but there may be, uh, I'm hearing a slight echo. You got slight, a slight echo? What if I pulled away echo. over here? Is that better? Um, I think it's just me that's echoing because I think I'm going through your speakers and then I'm hearing you back. Hold on. What if I mute this? And then I put you in here. We're not on StreamYard. No, now I can't hear you at all. No, you can't hear me at all. No, I got to leave you on mute here. Uh, are you, so? Uh, are you ready for me to go like grab my wife? Are you ready to entertain <laughs> while I run and get my IT department? Absolutely, I can entertain the uh, this the, is... the Damon Bruce audience, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Larry Kruger. <laughs> Take it away. Take it away, Larry. Here you go. Know, I mean, oh, she's already. She's monitoring. This oh. is the love of a woman. How come, uh, Larry, I get Put in, your headphones get on. There we go. <laughs> she's had it with me, Larry. She's oh, seriously had it. No, yeah, it's amazing. Oh, uh, now. Now I can hear Kruger. There that. we go. Now. There we go. Look at how beautiful blue yeah. her eyes are. Come I mean, on. Yeah, keep I thought, you know, when I saw, when I saw Jack and I <laughs> saw right, Ozzy, I thought, you know what? Those cannot be Damon's kids. They're way too good looking. Absolutely. And now I know why they're so good looking. Now you know where there it comes from, man. Yep. So Larry is here. We can stop the banner ad because everyone knows what the deal is. And it, first of all, man, you had me for a welcome party at your place yesterday. It is great to have you here. You are officially now and forever the first guest that I've ever had on the PLUS. And, uh, and we couldn't start with a better guy. I mean it. I, I want to thank you again in front of my audience for all the friendship and mentorship and the help that you have given me to hit the ground is running as much as possible three weeks after a, a seismic happening in my career. So I thank you with all my heart, pal. And I wanted to do it in front of my audience too, not just in front of your audience. You are the man. You're a good guy. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate you. And, um, you know, some people, they get kicked down, they get knocked down and you're like, you know what? Um, it's just the way life is, but you, what, you know, your situation, you know, was, was, uh, you didn't get knocked down. It was just, it really had nothing to do with what you did or what Ray did or what anybody did. Um, and you know, the bottom line is, this is just an ever changing media landscape, man. And it's changed, you know, all the world's moving fast, right. but the media world is moving faster. And the changes in technology and where people are getting their, you know, hey, it wasn't that long ago that I was walking to the curb and picking up a newspaper and carrying it back in and, you know, reading it. And now I would never do that. You know, I, right. I would never do that. And um, so our behaviors change and we adjust. And yet the people who 
truly are content creators, guys like hopefully me and you and others like us, will prevail in new formats and new uh, in new endeavors and in new ways for people to to follow us. So onward and upward, and uh, let's do this, man. Let's do this. And you know, one of the things you and I have been talking sports together for you know. 30 years, seriously, almost 30 years. So, um, you know, so this live stream won't last quite that long, but, uh, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, we, we can talk a lot of sports and, uh, if there's anyone who could crank out a 30 year long live stream, (laughs) it would be you, Larry. It would be you. You, uh, So it's funny, you know, as, as I, you know, I pivot to everything and, and Jillian, obviously, because she grew up in the city, she listened to you on KNBR, just being, you know, a San Franciscan. She knew exactly who you are, but she didn't, I don't think she understood that when you press, you know, let's go live, like you insist on staying there for approximately four to four and a half hours. <laughs> how, how many hours have you been cranking out today? I know that you, I saw you talk to, now either it was repurposed video, but you and Grant were talking. You had a really interesting conversation about, who was it? JT O'Sullivan, who was kind of putting Kyle Shanahan on front street. Yeah. JT O'Sullivan did kind of a, I'm joking. I'm not joking thing on, on uh, April fool's day where he did a side by side where he was JT O'Sullivan and he was Kyle Shanahan. He had Kyle's red hat and it was, it was funny. It was really creative, but then it was weird because he was kind of being critical and kind of being silly, but then he also mixed in like, real high level Greg Cosell kind of, um, you know, breakdown. film breakdown, like, like you were sitting in a quarterback room and they're going over it and he's, he's assessing the route tree and he's going through the route combinations and, and what he sees and what he doesn't see and what it indicates and what it doesn't indicate. And, and it was re- it was, it was weird because like, you know, I always uh, say to Scott Osler when I see him at Ninerland, I'm like, Scott, are you joking or are you serious? You know, because right. so much of his, writing is like he's joking but within there in his within the an article that includes jokes is oftentimes serious points and right for a lot of tongue-in-cheek there's some content there yeah i mean he'll he'll joke but then you're there's a lot of real content and that's what i got out of the jt o'sullivan thing he there was he joked and it was it was kind of fun and kind where of do funny I go to find it? where do i go to see this um, you can just, you could go on YouTube and just type in JT O'Sullivan, or you could probably just Google JT O'Sullivan okay. and you'll, that video was got enough traction that it'll pop right up, Who? but it's really wh- good. Where did and he, he produce it from? Did he, did he do it on? He's like, got his show. Oh, he's got his own uh, show. He's got okay. his own deal. He's got his own deal. Um, and I don't, I couldn't quote it right now exactly where, where I find it. Cause I don't, I don't follow him regularly, but I, I loved it. I mean. You know, he showed you route combinations and he's showing you, you know, different things here and how Kyle leaves the quarterback, you know, kind of naked in certain situations. And and this is all his perspective. But of course, you remember JT O'Sullivan's era with the Niners, right? Mike Martz was the O coordinator. He had no pass protection at all. I think JT O'Sullivan might have been sacked more in like a limited number of games and some great Niner quarterbacks were sacked in a full season. So he, that, you know, the he was thing not that I remember. What I remember most about J.T. O'Sullivan is he had a good game on a Sunday, and then that Monday, Ralph got <laughs> got all excited, and he was singing, Little J.T. Oh, are you coming down the street with your J.T. Oh, and, and, oh he, he got really excited for one day, and then the excitement went away 
quickly. Went away very, very quickly. I'm going to tell you about J.T. O'Sullivan. You know, he went to Davis. He's a smart kid. He's a very <laughs> smart kid. I kind of think of myself as smart. I I, am, I, could, I got a master's. And I, Wharton, Wharton. You know, I, I was at the Wharton School for business, and I don't like to talk about it much. Tom sometimes will bring it up, but I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Ralph. Nice. Ralph's neurotic side was just so entertaining, so entertaining. By the way, let's just get to uh, some comments right here. Yeah. We start with the Swiller who says, well, Damon looks baked. My man. No, <laughs> what happened was I uh, today, I'm dead serious. We just went out and got a big MacBook Pro and a much better camera. So this is my just, what, you know. What camera are you going with? We're going to have to ask the, the wife on that one. I have, oh, no, okay. I have okay. no specifics whatsoever to share with you other than it's a new camera it's you know got high def capabilities so my flaws are coming through and just you know <laughs> yeah. incredible content delivery it's so and, funny you say that damon because like when people i got a new camera and i'm not looking you're not seeing me through that camera right now because i'm on my i'm going through the computer because i okay. think what are, what are we on right now are we on we're not on Streamyard. we're on we're on restream no so this is called restream this is the you know jillian chose the tech and whatever she says yeah uh, that's what I yes, honey. I, mean, I originally said, let's check out StreamYard because that's what you showed me and it looked fantastic. Honestly, this thing looks just like what you showed me. Basically it has the almost near same capabilities. Right. Um, so that's fine. Uh, I, I'll have to figure, you know, tomorrow I'll, I'll make sure that I dial up my main camera from, you know, so I'm on my main camera instead of my, instead of my brand new laptop camera. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's amazing. You, you know, it's like my kid's like, dad, that camera's awesome. And I look at myself, I'm like, dude, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. It's clearer than ever, but now you can see my ugly mug clearer than ever. You know, oh, it's way, like Ernesto totally nails it. <laughs> Unfiltered with language and looks. Yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, it's so a real deal today. I, I, you know, cause of this ring light in here, which you have to have, you have to be well lit or you look like you're standing in a closet. Right. Um, I have like a serious Peyton Manning forehead going on here with just this huge white glowing dot on my forehead. And, uh, <laughs> and it looks fine. It actually really doesn't, you don't look, I mean, well, she, it does not look bad. So she comes down with a little powder and like tries to, you know, make up. <laughs> and I'm just like, there's no world that I'll ever live in where I'm comfortable <laughs> doing that. Just can't happen. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, anyways, it's great to have you. I see a lot of people who are coming in here. Uh, who are, you know, uh, routine listeners of mine, routine listeners of yours. Larry, uh, if there's one thing that I'm learning early here is that we are not going forward without any sponsors. I know that I'm going to be arranging some sponsors soon on my page. Uh, let's tell everyone who is, I don't even know how this could be happening, but anyone who is seeing you for the very first time, Let's tell them about Pig and a Pickle, and let's tell them about New York Sausage, baby. Let's sell the product. Let's go. Well, yeah. I mean, I you know, I have three sponsors, three primary sponsors on my show, and they are uh, no particular order. Pig and a Pickle, which, of course, you remember me on KMBR doing Pig and a Pickle commercials. The great yep. Damon and Mary own uh, Pig and a Pickle. They've got two locations. They're in Emeryville, open Wednesday through Sunday, and they're inside the Emeryville Public Marketplace there. Great location if you're out in Emeryville. And then uh, if you're out in the North Bay in Marin, they're in Corte Madera and they're right there in the mall. They got a really sweet location and they do barbecue and it's open from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. And it's awesome. It's great barbecue. 
Uh, they do brisket chili, Damon. Brisket mm. brisket is great. Brisket chili is like what? This is unfreaking believable. So brisket um, is the highest art form of all barbecuing. There is right. no harder meat to nail, and then when you do nail it, there is no greater payoff in the world of barbecue than good brisket. Right, and if you don't know what you're doing, you will be tortured by by basically like, uh, you know, like it's almost as like you're, it'll be like chewing your belt. You know what I mean? It's so tough if you do it wrong. Yeah. But these guys do it right. They've smoked the brisket for 14 to 18 hours. They also have potato chips that they only sell in Marin County, Damon, that they cook in beef fat. And they put the rub that they put on the barbecue chicken on these potato chips. And then they make them once a day. They bag them up and man, they are gone. I mean, like if you get there in the afternoon, you're not getting a bag. It's the best potato chip I've ever had in my entire life. You got to try it only in Marin County. But then also we are brought to you by Telmetrics, which Telmetrics is like if you hurt your shoulder playing tennis this weekend, but, you know, it's not serious enough to go to ER or urgent care or anything like that. And you're just like, hey, I, I want I want some I want some I want somebody to give me some advice on how to rehabilitate my shoulder without going down to ER and incurring some huge cost. Go to Telmetrics.co, T-E-L-M-E-T-R-I-X.co. It is um, it's, it's like if you're an occupational therapist or a surgeon or a chiropractor or a physical therapist, or if you're just a you know person playing sports on the weekend, it's designed for you to use, and it can greatly benefit you. It uses computer vision and artificial intelligence, and they provide an outpatient therapy rehab uh, therapy service for you by just going to Telmetrics.co. And a lot of people have gone there. Hey, I hurt my ankle. I don't know what's wrong, but and they get great ideas of how to rehabilitate themselves. And and, and if you've eaten too much sausage, you might need that too. <laughs> Tell us about. So I, I really mean this because of you. I made a choice between a brand of sausage and the New York sausage for just breakfast sausage. I still haven't even had the Italian sausage yet, but it was fantastic. So fantastic. one more plug, and then we're hopping right into it. Yeah, special thanks to uh, Larry. New York tell style. me about your sausage and how impressive yeah. it is. Seriously. And, you know, funny, my chat is always filled with sausage talk. Some guy just, you know, some guy just uh, professed his love for my sausage last half hour. And yes. then became ridiculed by the chat for like the rest of the time. But, you know, it, you know, New York style sausage. I don't know where, wherever you shop, whether it's Lenardi's or Costco, Safeway, Food for Less, you name it. I mean, I don't know where you where you shop, wherever you shop. They carry New York style Italian sausage. Their tagline is often imitated, never equaled, but it's awesome. Um, they only have like six spices. The, the, the plant is on Tasman, Damon, right across from, uh, from Levi Stadium. Okay. And it's a great product. And you can check out their website, NewYorkStyleSausage.com. Uh, they're a proud Do they have sponsor. a problem with sun exposure over there as well? Or is <laughs> no. that just Levi's? No. <laughs> yeah. No, no problem with sun exposure at all for New York style, but it is, it's an awesome product. It's so good that it's like one of those things where if you try it, it's kind of like picking a pickle. If you try it, you don't, I, it's like, I don't really need to do commercials for it. It's like, you would prefer that. It's a million times better than Johnsonville or any of their other sausage competitors that are out there. And uh, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. The Italian mild is incredible in spaghetti sauce. Uh, the Italian spicy, if you're grilling them, um, with some onions and peppers, uh, but they do chorizo, they do breakfast sausage, they got about 19 different kinds, and they also have in the umbrella of this family three Bay Area restaurants that all serve their products as well. And I don't have the restaurants' names in front of me, 
and I can get them. Next time. And, uh, Next time yeah. we will get into it. Because, look. Really, really good stuff. I'm, here, my mouth is watering even just thinking about it. I am the Bay. Say Larry selling the hell out of those sponsors. Look, that's what you do. That's what you That's do. how you get it done. This is a better service he and I will be providing for anyone who might want to come and sponsor the things that we're doing than, say, you know, in other places. Let's just say. Uh, so, look, Larry, it, it's great to have you here. Uh, follow The Krug Show. Subscribe. Click like on YouTube. Uh, and obviously, if you're here right now, we'd love you to subscribe to Damon Bruce Plus. Call it the Plus if you like, or don't. Uh, it's it's already a hot button topic. Some people say that's great, I love it. And other people are like, drop the Plus, dude. It's stupid. I haven't made up my mind yet. Uh, some don't, people don't, don't don't you know? Too much feedback is is you know. Go with your gut, bro. Go with yeah. your gut. You know what yeah. I mean? Because there's always going to be naysayers. Exactly. Yeah, no I mean, matter what. Look, if wanting to please everyone was anything I ever wanted to do. There's no way I would be here right now. So anyways, Tom, I want to say thank you very, very much. Let's get Damon going on the algorithm. Let's get those viewers up. And and yes, algorithms are good. We're learning things that I never thought I would have to care about. But here we are in a whole new space. And yeah, look, I, I hate to say it. Draymond's right. New media, baby. New media. I used to say, let me uh, let me tell you, Draymond, that old media's got a fist to shake at you. No, he wins. Draymond, Draymond wins. He, new media it is. <laughs> Maybe we get Draymond on the next week with us. That'd be great. I, You know, hey, he's looking for a little exposure. We can maybe help him out. Um, Larry, tonight, it's the biggest Warriors game of the entire year. They cannot lose to Oklahoma City at home. This is a must win. Uh, you know, does it end their season? No. But if they want their season to have any short of so- shot in the postseason, they can't drop two of their final three games of the year. They need to win two of their final three games of the year. And tonight it has to be one of those because I don't think they're winning two games on the road. They usually don't do that. So a uh, huge one tonight against Oklahoma City where, and I know you're enough of a basketball fan too, where I love this Thunder team. I mean, I love how young they are, how they play, the energy that they bring. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what they look like two years from now. And their young guard is just grown up. I mean, he's incredible. And and you know what's so refreshing about Gilgis Alexander? He didn't say get me out of Oklahoma City. He just said, you know what? You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get minutes. I'm gonna develop, and I'm gonna make where the place where I'm at a better place simply because I'm there. And I I. I I, I've got great respect for him. I got great respect for the general manager of that franchise. To me, the best general manager in all of basketball is Sam Presti, the Oklahoma yeah. Thunder um, GM. And he's, he's, you know, I mean, they haven't won titles. Um, yeah, they drafted they had, three Hall of Famers in a row. Right. And look at the look what he's done to the roster. This year was supposed to be, they were supposed to be like lotto bound. Right. People were talking about OKC is going to be adding Wemba Miyama at the end of the year. Instead, look at look at they are. They're 38 and 41. They're third place in the Northwest Division. Uh, they're a fun watch. Lou Dort. Lou Dort is a one of my favorite players going back to ASU. Giddy is real. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander is strong. I mean, you're talking about a strong. That's a legit all star, man. He is. And legit. they don't even have Chet Holmgren yet. I mean, Chet is going to be good. You know, another guy that I loved in Philly, 
uh, and I was hoping the Warriors would get him because I loved him when he played for Musselman at Arkansas, is Isaiah Joe. Isaiah Joe could flat out shoot the rock, and he's now on this team. So, And then Pokashevsky is, you know, somebody fed him now, so he's getting putting on some weights. <laughs> and that's I mean, what he, you know, hopefully Holmgren <laughs> is just spending this year eating. That's, yeah. that's what they need. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they've just got a lot of nice pieces. And I, I just love the moves they've made. I love all the assets they possess. I mean, what's their payroll? I mean, their payroll's got to be absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's Presti's an amazing builder. If, if I owned an NBA team, I would, I would absolutely, the very first thing I would do is I would go and I would say, Sam Presti, how you doing? Larry Kruger, what do you make at OKC? I make X. Okay. How about two X? Come on over. You're going to, I'll double your salary. Come on over because he's, he knows anybody, you know, you can't, you can't exist just on free agency in the NBA. You have to be able to draft your way. People talk about Durant, Durant, Durant. What got lost in that whole thing with Durant coming to the Warriors is the Warriors didn't luck into – they didn't buy some weird title. They, they they drafted Harrison Barnes. They drafted Steph. They drafted Draymond. They drafted Festus. They drafted – you know, they drafted the whole damn team Dude, except the key, for Durant. The key, and I was – So you, you do know, it. When I joined uh, Ethan Sherwood Strauss on the House of Strauss, we were kind of deconstructing how the Warriors came about in a time and a place that will never exist again. I mean, the amount of data points that actually had to connect while the cap was going up because of a new media rights deal. Like there, there are a million things that had to happen for all of it. But mostly, and I truly mean this, and this is going to go down, I think it's going to be forgotten but it shouldn't be because it's as fascinating a portion of the entire dynasty that the Warriors are now trying to extend. All of this, all of this happens because Steph had a questionable ankle. Without a sprained, severely questionable ankle on Steph Curry, none of this happens because he would have signed for a dollar amount that would have been prohibited to make you know, 10 other different moves that they made down the road. And it's just, it's amazing that this dynasty literally is built upon the ashes of a sprained ankle. That was a trick ankle and then turned into something that knock on wood has been, you know, no real problem recently for Steph Curry. Since you're talking about how, if you could start a team with Sam Priesty, uh, Presty, whatever. Um, what if you were an NBA team owner, how hard would you be coming after Bob Myers if he really were to be had on the open market? I think Bob Myers is awesome. You know, I really do. Now he's not perfect. He's not Jerry. He's not Jerry West. Um, he's not, you know, he's going to make some mistakes, but let's be honest. The Warriors have what was it? Four titles in eight years. Is that what it, this last year was the fourth and eight years? Mm -hmm. They don't get this last title without that Wiggins pickup and that Wiggins trade wasn't that Wiggins and Kuminga Did yeah. they wind up getting Wiggins and Kuminga the pick that became Kuminga yeah yeah for D'Lo so to me the way that Bob Myers you know instead of coming unglued um when when KD walked out the door he quickly regrouped and said you know we're gonna make a move that we don't necessarily love right now but we're gonna preserve the salary spot by picking up D'Lo and then we're going to hold D'Lo until we can flip him for something. And sure enough, flipping him for Wiggins and Kuminga, my God. I mean, to me, if the Warriors, if you're going to make an argument that the Warriors this year have a chance to win the title, to me, it, it, a lot of the discussion of why starts 
with Wiggins and Kuminga. Um, so that's how I see that. What kind of Wiggins do you think actually shows up if he plays the final two games of the year? I mean, are you expecting him to just hit out the court again? I kind of, I mean, here's the thing. Did you see the excuse that the Warriors put out today that sort of said or tried to explain his absence and it was about his father? I, look, I'm not saying that I hope his father w- is, is really sick or anything, but I hope that there's truth to that because the rumor that I had heard as to why Wiggins had been away. Larry, do you know the rumor that I'm talking about? I could. I, I mean, I saw a really graphic tweet from my man, Cy Satsis, who will join me tonight on the Krug show after Warriors OKC with Frank Red. And Damon, we're, we'd love to have you join us as well. You're more than welcome to join us post game. But, um, yeah, you know, and I won't repeat it because I don't, you know, I just don't. Well, how about this? It. It's not information that anyone wants to be in front of because it's that awful. I mean, it really is that awful. It, it has to do with infidelity in a relationship and, you know, are his children his children is the rumor that is easily, readily findable anywhere you get NBA talk or rumors these days. So, I mean, for us to say it and talk about it, it doesn't mean we're trying to break anything here. But, I mean, I, it is one of the stranger absences I've ever seen over the course of an NBA season. Normally, to say someone needs some personal time, they have to deal with a, you know, a, a, a tragedy in their family, a situation in their family, and in a week or two, they're back. This was an over-20 game absence. You know, we're talking a quarter of the season was missed due to personal reasons, which, I mean, that's it's just a lot to park under the, the, the guise of personal reasons. I mean, the Warriors as a franchise did Andrew Wiggins very, very well. Um, hey, here's just, my thought on that, Damon, not to interrupt you, but just my thought on that is, like, can we, as fans of the team that want to see the team win a title, that we're, I mean, we're invested. And if I were a season ticket holder, I'm not just emotionally invested. I'm actually monetarily invested. I'm actually invested. Um, but even so, if Kerr and his teammates don't have a problem with him not being there, I don't know that any of us are allowed to have a problem with him not being there. They're the people that have to shoulder the load, his workload without him. Right. They're the ones who have to play better than they would normally play but at to the same time for him. But at the same time, though, if they, hated the fact he, if they hated the fact he wasn't coming back, they weren't going to be like, well, screw that guy. He's a terrible teammate. Like They're going to say all the right things. You would think players to hang together typically. and But I'm, I'm just saying, like, if the people that literally are working on his team um, are not calling him out, I don't think any of us really have the place to call him out. And if it was some deeply personal thing, I guess one side of me says, hey, man, you're not the first guy with girlfriend problems. So you're not the first guy with with issues. But at the same time, then the other side of me goes, well, wait a second. If it's cool, if, if Kerr's cool with it, if Draymond's cool with it, if Steph's cool with it, who, how can I get super bent about, you know, Andrew Wiggins, especially in a sport like the NBA, where I'm on record as saying that I think the NBA regular season means jack shit. I don't think it means anything. I don't think it really matters at all. And I don't think it, I don't think the Warriors, um, I don't think your seed is necessarily going to impact if you're going to win this title or not. To me, it's like, I'd rather be the sixth seed than the five seed. We could go into that. No, no, um, you're, you're, you're right. You know I mean? I've, I've, I've thought about it. The path between, 
you know, Sacra- Sacramento or what? What would it be? It would, it would, be, it would be Sacramento, Memphis, Denver, right. or or another. And if they were the five seed, it would be Phoenix, Denver, and then whatever comes in the in the finals in the conference finals. To me, Phoenix, Denver is a far more difficult run than Sacramento, who's never been to the playoffs. You know, they're probably going to be a little bit nervous, and the Warriors could steal Game One, and Memphis. I mean, the Warriors are a team that you don't want to poke the bear, and Memphis has poked the bear enough where they're getting Golden State's A game. And guess what, Damon? They can't handle Golden State's A game. So I think the Warriors are going to wind up in the conference finals if they're the sixth seed. Um, as the five seed, I don't know. I don't know that they can beat the Suns. And I don't know. I really don't know if they can beat Denver. So I, to me, their route is dramatically easier as the sixth seed. Now, I know that this is something as you have definitely, you know, positioned your your YouTube page, uh, you know, very much in the 49ers camp. And that's smart because the NFL is just bigger than anything. But Manuel Rodriguez says, no baseball talk, please. I'm surprised. <laughs> no, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. But I'm surprised. I mean, I still like baseball and I know you still like baseball. Yeah. And for the first time ever. What baseball is trying to do to kind of improve itself, in my mind, is actually working. It's actually working. The pace of play, it's not a problem. Like, pace of play isn't a problem with baseball. The problem with baseball is a lack of action. One thing to the lack lack of of action. action. Yeah. But, boy, pace of play has a direct correlation to a lack of action. Or if you are in a lack of action inning if you will just the pace of play makes you get through it faster i've heard people complain that now innings turn over so quickly they don't have time to walk away when the you know opposing team is pitching to go get their hot dog or their beer anymore like i'm sorry like the amount of candy ass you have to be to bring that to the table is why you now don't like baseball you don't have enough time to go get a beer or a hot dog and that like People are so used to just getting everything they want immediately when they want it. It every, I mean, like people need to calm down. People need to just stop complaining and go with the flow a little bit. And here's the deal. Uh, they're bringing hot dogs around. You can get a couple of beers when you go and bring them back to your seat. I mean, like the amount of people demanding, it needs to be perfect and catered to me all the time. It's just, it's, it's unsolvable. It's an unsolvable problem. Trying to please a vast audience in 2023 is so much harder than it was in just 2013. People are fucking assholes. <laughs> they are. They are. And everyone who was an asshole became twice the asshole during the pandemic. And people forgot how to treat other people. And social picadillos are just, they're totally forgotten. It's, yeah. it's amazing. It's it's an it's an interesting topic because, excuse me, about as far as baseball and like, you know how you feel about the rules changes. I'm I'm for adapting to. I've got a 13 year old. Um, I'll tell you, doing the YouTube thing, um, I've used him as kind of my beta tester. You know what I mean? And and someday you'll use Jack and Ozzy as your beta testers because truly, baseball is no longer engaged with the 13 year old. The 13 year old that used to be like passionate is now not as passionate. Right. Now my kids play baseball. 
right? My kids all play baseball. My son played varsity baseball at Northgate. My son now plays JV baseball at Northgate. My 13-year-old plays. He's going to play high school baseball. So they're baseball players. They play other sports too. My son played football. Um, my younger guy plays football and basketball and baseball. He loves it all. But so I'm, I'm definitely in that, you know, we need to adapt to the younger audience. It's not about what I like or you like. It's about what the, the, the consumer of tomorrow likes, right? But here's my pushback. My only thing I would say is it j- we just got this. Like it just started. Like literally the opening day was days ago. Um, and it was a, it's a huge change. And let's see, see it for what it is and look at it and evaluate it over a little bit of time. Already, I would say there's two things, prevailing thoughts that I have. One is, my first thought was your thought, which is, man, I like it. I like it. Uh, the games are faster. They, they play with some pace. You know, it, it, there's no wasted time. We're getting in. We're getting out. Well, look, and, and not to like cut you that. off, but Jeff, no. who's got the graphic that I just put up, said, how can you time a pitcher? It's like forcing a surgeon to hurry in an operation. The pitch clock is terrible. That was the position I had until I actually watched it. There is plenty of time cooked into that pitch clock for any pitcher, you know, other than oil can Boyd, <laughs> for any pitcher in the world to – gather themselves, assess the situation, communicate with the catcher, and make the pitch. It's There's plenty of time. We just let people go at their own pace for so long that everyone took a ridiculous amount of advantage of it. The entire league needed to be curbed and, and circled in. And so I'm, I'm, I, I thought that I was going to like it too. I normally fear and hate change. But just watching it implemented about three innings into spring training, I'm like, okay, yeah, this works. It's good, and it's probably going to be good for the game. It works until the 7th, 8th, and ninth, and then it doesn't work. Because here's what I'm seeing. What I'm seeing is, like, the games need to be sped up because there's too much wasted time, and we're losing too many of our younger um, attention span-challenged uh, viewers and and they need to rule the day to some degree. So speeding it up was good, but there has to be some adjustment for the late innings because the natural flow, it's like you can make a rules change, but if you kill the natural flow of a game or change it dramatically in a game that goes back to 1870, that's probably not great. And that's what I'm noticing in the late innings. It's like when you tune into a baseball game, innings one through three always last shorter, go by quicker, if you will, than the seventh, eighth, and ninth. And that's because in the seventh, eighth, and ninth, those hitters are going to try to die hard, and they're going to try to foul everything off, and they're going to try to do anything they can. They may lay down a bunt. They're down a run. They may try to you know, do anything, lean into a pitch. They're, they're desperate. They're down to their last whatever, nine outs, six outs, three outs. And there's a natural pace of that that's totally taken away now with this, you gotta you gotta get it and throw it, get it and throw it, get it and throw it, and it just almost feels like like these like the players, like the teams that are losing, like don't even care at the end of games because they're not doing a lot of the behavior that we're used to them doing. But I also will say this: the one thing I do like about it is I think that in the old, I didn't realize this, but in the old way of doing things, the guys who throw a hundred or a hundred plus are putting so much into every pitch that. 
this makes them be less throwers and more pitchers. You can't put everything into every pitch. And, go, and Camilo Doval is literally like a human rain delay. He'll grab the rosin bag almost every other pitch, throw it down. He's shocking up. He's getting a good grip because he throws a killer slider, and he's got to yeah, have he, I mean, he's, he great throws grip. warm-up pitches at 99-100. Right, but I'm just saying it's, it, it, it hurts the, the thrower, which I'm fine with, but it also changes the dynamic of the seventh, eighth, and ninth, and it makes it feel like the team that's losing isn't really trying as hard because it could, the seventh, eighth, and ninth can go by as fast as the first, second, or third, and we're so not used to that. And it would be kind of like – it would be almost like if football decided there was a problem with time and they allowed a running clock, you know, in the last five minutes of the game or in the fourth quarter, and you're seeing these fourth quarters go by in an instant. And, yeah, the games are over quicker, but it feels like less intense and less like – there's less and it just feels different. And I think baseball has done that by changing this clock. They've created a faster game, but I don't know if it's better. And they all, and, and these rules are also designed because we have three outcomes, strikeouts, walks, and homers. Well, guess what? Now we still have three outcomes, strikeouts, walks, and homers, except the games are over faster and it's very expensive entertainment. So I don't know. I've never walked out of a baseball uh, game going, man, I wish I would have loved that game if it was 30 minutes shorter but I'm just, I love the game. And I do understand that, you know, it's a daily game. And you can't go four hours every day. Um, and that's probably not in your best interest. So right. I'm for speeding it up, Damon. But I would love for like a seventh, eighth, and ninth addendum where that was relaxed. And I definitely would love a postseason addendum of some kind so it doesn't feel so rushed. It's one thing to rush through some regular season games. But you know what? Don't baseball in the, in the playoffs. I think is really as good as sports gets in a lot of ways because there's so much drama and the tension builds and builds and, and builds and builds. And and yeah. If ever if you're getting it, throwing it, getting it, throwing it, getting it, throwing it, that tension, you know, disappears. And I don't, I think that's bad. So I, I overall I'd say thumbs up, but um, you know, I talked to a couple giants people this week who were like, you know, there's some parts of the rules changes that they don't love. There are parts of the rule changes that they don't love. But anyone on a baseball team who's not a pitcher is happy that these pitchers have been put on the clock because even if you have an awesome job, like I'm a major leaguer, the quicker you can get home from your job becomes part of your daily work goal at, you know, at some point. And, you know, there's no way that those guys want to be sitting at the ballpark for six and a half hours when you could only be at the ballpark for five hours. I mean, it feels like I just don't want them to make changes based on people that don't like the game. Like the people that don't like well, the commissioner of baseball doesn't be. like baseball. I mean, Rob no. Manfred does no. not like baseball. I agree. I agree. He called the world series trophy, a fucking hunk of metal. To me, that's his legacy. That is literally the man's legacy yeah. is he called this thing and it rubbed the players so wrong. Now, obviously he's the commissioner of the game. They're not going to want to sprint out and tell guys like you and I media people how much they hate the commissioner, right? They're going to, they fear some pushback or being blackballed, but these guys have total disdain for that entire statement that there's, there's a lot of players, believe it or not, that really do, even though they make a lot of money, they still, there's guys who play for, for the ring and for, to just not acknowledge that to me, you should want to, that should be something you should try to a narrative that you should be trying to forward. Instead, he's like, yeah, it's a hunk of metal. I mean, right. It's just, he's a, he's a, he's a labor lawyer thinking of dollars and cents. 
and he has no real soul or love of the game. He's not Peter Gammons. He's not Bob Costas. He's not, you know, whatever. Um, he doesn't have that kind of love for the game. He loves greenbacks. He's, By the way, everything's about dollars for him. Like you said earlier, you can't please everyone. Don't even try. But sometimes you got to take a cue from the audience and manual might have it here enough baseball <laughs> now guys all right fair enough fair in, enough, indeed fair, uh, enough. fair enough fair enough there's a big warriors game coming up tonight and uh what you said you're going to be on with cyrus and company yeah. after the game tonight yeah so I, 7 p.m tip i think and so right around 9 30 i'll go live and we'll chop it up we'll talk i've got a whole crew of guys bay area baller frank red uh Cy Sotis, who hosts locked on warriors Sometimes Kylan Mills from Cron jumps in with us. Um, sometimes Dan Coach Emilio, who's out in the uh, Philippines right now, will jump in with us, and we'll just chop it up and talk. Tuning in from the Philippines, look at oh, him. No, no, he's just on a. He's on a, his wife's from the Philippines. They're just on a vacation. He lives in Arizona, but nice. he joins me a lot of times on some of these post game live streams. Giants, uh, Warriors, Niners. So, um, so yeah, we'll be on tonight, and you know, we we talk all sports. We talk Niners. We talk you know basically any big headlines of the day. Uh, we we hit it in the post game, so join us tonight after uh, after hopefully a Warrior victory. They need it. Um, well, they, they need get, it. They get Kings in Sacramento, and then Blazers in the in uh, the Moda Center. Right, Friday, finish. Sunday, I believe are the games. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's just a a huge one to say. You know, I prepared this earlier on my show today. I don't even think I could use it before it actually crashed. But there you go. That's all you need right there. Final home games of the season. Chase tonight. Never read the graphics to the audience, Larry. But the Warriors are 32-8 and eight at home, and the season ends with two games, at Sacramento on Friday <laughs> and at Portland on Sunday. So there you go. That's how it all finishes when it's all said and done. And I tell you what, I Jillian has literally been bending over backwards to get me up and on the air today. I can't join you. I'm actually doing uh, uh, Locked On with Cyrus tomorrow. I think we're going nice. to be recording something. So I don't want to give it all away tonight since I'm going to be joining him tomorrow. But I will join you guys soon and certainly throughout the playoffs yeah you got the standing invite to join us any on any of the post games and even if you have an invite if if i haven't invited you just just text me if uh during the game if you if you want to pop on even if you want to pop on for five minutes and just promote the uh promote the channel and take off you don't have to there's no that that's the beauty of this there's no uh there's no, there's no GM. There's no program director. So Bob Agnew to come running into the, the studio. Was, what the fuck are you doing? You can't have Damon on for two minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, we can't actually. Doc uh, <laughs> <talk> might <my> pay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, so yeah, we'll we'll be doing that later on tonight. And always, it's always fun. It's all I, I, you, know, you know. I like the post game hang. I always like the post game too. Yeah, because um, you know, to me, I, you know, I always felt this. And I I expressed this to you many times the the years that we did the Niners thing. And that was just that the people who know the sport the best are the ones that should be doing the post-game show because they don't, they're not, there's a lot of media people in our world that wait for other people to make points. And then they just decide they shop from their arguments and create their own. And then suddenly they, they here's, here's this guy's best argument and that guy's best argument. And I'm calling it all my own. But if you're on right after the game, you you know you either have to know the game or you're going to sound bad. Yeah. Um. So well, I, and, I, I've always liked it. I've always yeah. Enjoyed that's it. you. You can't you can't fake it 
on a pre or post game show. You have to you have to know exactly how that engine works, and you got to be able to lift the hood up and tinker. And there's no pretending you know how the car runs with that fan base that sticks around to listen to those sorts of things. Um, speaking of fan bases, Larry, you know because I I grew up a Cubs fan. Uh, I've identified my entire life with long-suffering fan bases, which is, you know, one of the more remarkable aspects of the Golden State Warriors, one of the longest-suffering fan bases surrounded by incompetent ownership, coaches, and players, uh, at least two or three at all times checking the incompetent box. Maybe they had a good roster, but the coach stunk and the owner sucked. Maybe they had a decent coach, but the owner sucked and the team stunk. You know, it just, they can never get it together. And then they got it together and they've changed NBA history with how significant they've become. Caesar here, I put him up, light the beam. I, <laughs> I am so happy for Kings fans. I really am. And even if you're a Warriors fan who doesn't like the Kings, you have to be happy for Kings fans. They have had, look at it this way. If you are a Kings fan, you really love that basketball team. You know, unless you just became a King fan this year and the first t-shirt you ever owned about them was light the beam, then you're a bandwagon hopper. But the truth is, like, Anyone who is rolling with that team loves that team so much and has had no reward the last 16 years, for goodness sakes. I'm thrilled that they're in the playoffs. And beyond that, I'm thrilled that they're in the playoffs with an incredibly fun team that's great to watch. I mean, the watchability of the Sacramento Kings is off the charts. I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for Mike Brown. I'm happy for Carmichael Dave. I'm happy for, you know, everyone I associate with up in Sacramento, uh, D'Lo and Casey. Those guys do a great job in afternoons. Uh, I'm happy for Grant Napier, wherever he is, because even though he got screwed over in a really weird situation by the Kings, that guy, if you don't like Grant Napier, you don't like Kings basketball. It's just that simple. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy for a city that has suffered that has no other team to give its attention to like it's the sacramento kings and that's it up there uh i'm i'm thrilled for him man i really am i i, yeah. I love it when a dying of thirst fan base finally gets a drink of water no doubt and have you been to golden one i have not i i've been there for uh ncaa tournament the only thing i haven't seen at golden one is a king's game i've been there for concerts i've been there for ncaa tournament games i've been there for uh, there was one other thing that brought me up there. i can't remember what it was uh been there for fish shows uh but no i i i, I haven't actually been to a king's game but it's a great building it's got a great footprint in the little you know the outside that they built around it and all the bars and whatnot it's fantastic yeah, it's really nice. It's really nice. They kind of reconstructed the K Street Mall. So I went to Sac State for college, right? So I, I'm a Warrior fan. I'm always been a Warriors fan, and I'm like Monte Ellis. I've been, a, I'm, I am a Warriors. You're always going to be a Warrior. I'm always going to be a Warriors. <laughs> One of my um, favorite quotes in the history <laughs> yeah. of me being here. Yeah, he's, you know, but I showed up there. As you know, it, one of the main reasons I went to Sac State was because the Kings went there um, because they had just gone there. And I was like, well, wait a second. You know, I don't want to go to some sleepy flat. As a Bay Area kid, when you said Sacramento to me, I pictured 100 degrees, incredibly flat, 
and you know seven guys in the back of a pickup you know chewing copenhagen you know what i mean and and i when i got up there i realized you know first of all it's called the city of trees there's more trees in sacramento than almost any city in the world i mean it's just a crazy number of trees but it's just a Are really we talking neat... weed or like actual trees <laughs> no actually trees okay real trees uh they may have weed too but uh, but no, but it was it was such a great uh, spot to go to college. It was such a cool spot to start my media career and to start. You know, I was an intern for for Grant Napier. I was an intern for a guy, a talk, sports talk show host named Bud Ferrillo, who um, had a morning show. I was his producer, and it, and I'll never forget. I, I, Damon, I got to tell you this story. It's day one, sports radio day one, right? I'm the producer of the Bud Ferrillo show. He it's an, an NFL Monday. He's got since he's like a big name guy. Uh, he, he was big in L.A. Right. He's older at this point. He retired in Sacramento. He's working for KSAC. The, the station's big hitters at that time were Bud Furlow and Ted Green. Do you remember Ted Green? Ted Green, very tan. Man. I, mean, I remember the I remember the name. I don't... So anyway, so so it was such an it was such a um, lesson. So he goes, uh, our first guest is Mike Francesa. Here's his number. Call him up. So I go, okay. So I get the number and I call the number and I'm like, uh, how you doing? Is this Mike? Yeah, this is Mike Francesa. I'm like, uh, Mike, uh, Larry Kruger here with KSAC. I'm calling for the Bud Ferrillo show. Bud says you're going to be on with us in a couple minutes. He's like, ah, oh, fucking hey, fuck this, fuck it, fuck it. He's dropping all these fucking, fuck this, fucking, fuck it. He's dropping a million F-bombs. My eyes are like, oh, my God, he's not ready to come on. He's not. I'm starting to, like, motion to Bud, like, hey, we may have a problem here. The guy's, like, you know, totally upset. He's like, I don't have fucking time for this fucking shit. Oh, this fucking, fucking. He dropped, like, a 20 F-bombs. And I'm like, and I so I say, I, I put on the talk back. I go, hey, um, I got him on the line here, but he seems a little agitated. He's dropping a lot of F-bombs. He's like, just pot him up. And then uh, so we're coming out of a commercial. And he's, I'm like. Mike, well, you were going to be on with Bud in a second. He's like, oh, I don't got fucking time. I hang up the phone. I put it on hold. I'm like looking at the producer. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be bad. He comes out of the commercial. Hey, the Bud Ferrillo show. And he goes, Mike Francesa joins us on the line. And all of a sudden he goes, Steema. Hey, Steema. <laughs> How you doing, Steema? You're doing great. And didn't swear one time. Just went right into it. Right into the, right, my best friend is now yeah, on the phone with me. Yeah, he's dropping F-bombs. I only have this much time. I don't got fucking time for this. As soon as he's on the air, Steema, hey, buddy boy. Hey. That's great. By the and way, keep I just in the was faith. So, I was so like, wow. And then, of course, as you know, the Mike and the Mad Dog 30 for 30, you know, in the last year or two, to sit there and think the very first thing I ever did in sports media was put like, one of the premier, if not the premier, guy who does what we do, right. latch him on a call on a show was the very first move I made. In some ways, the whole thing was appropriate. But I fell in love with uh, with Sacramento. I fell in love with with this this medium and sports radio. And Damon, I can remember that Sacramento Kings team like it was yesterday. Wayman Tisdale, uh, Tank Thompson, LaSalle Thompson. Kenny Smith was on that team. So it's uh, funny. Her- you always Harold remember Presley, the you, whenever Jim you produce, yeah. Whenever you produce for someone, you remember the very first person that you ever got who was a professional athlete, you know, the first professional athlete right. you ever called. To, Hi, I'm Damon Bruce from ESPN Radio, uh looking to book Wayman Tisdale 
is the first professional athlete I ever booked. Wayman Tisdale. Man. So there he was you a go. Great guy. He's no longer with us, of course, but Wayman Tisdale played the piano. He was had a great low post game. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was there for those early days of of the Sacramento Kings, and I wasn't there for the first Arco. I was they they had opened the first year I was in college was the first year of the opening of the the second Arco Arena, the one that we all kind of think of as Arco Arena. But um, man, the the fans were into it, and then I worked there as a as a I you know I was going to a game my freshman year, and I see a guy from my dorm, my Sac State dorm, and he's walking around like a, as a waiter, like in courtside. And so I'm like, bro, how'd you get that job? And he's like, told me how to get it. And basically I signed up the next day and I, I worked at the Kings games my, my, while I was in college as like a waiter in the courtside seats for tips. And for, you know, you got whatever you made an hour was really low. Right. But, uh, but what it really did, you only had to work quarters one, two, and three. Then you would hand over your apron and your thing and they would just let you go sit in the stands. So I, and you could sit anywhere because you knew the guards. So I literally, and you know the NBA, the fourth quarter matters like a million times more than all the other quarters combined. I saw, I sat basically courtside for Kings like all through college That's in awesome. the fourth quarter, watching all these games. Kim Olajuwon rolled in, Bird. I mean, it was it was. By it the was, way, speaking it, of rolling in, Larry, we got a celebrity, Ike. Ike in the Ike. house. I mean, I was at Ike's with my wife not even two hours ago. We had to. We went and bought this new computer, which, by the way, I'm, everything's running much smoother. It's amazing what a actual computer that is designed to do these sorts of things does, as opposed to mine, which crashed today. But uh, yeah, I just got myself a sandwich at Ike's, and Ike's, it, it's great to see you. I know Larry is desperate for a sandwich. Here's the thing: I used to tell Ike, as long as Larry was on against me. No fucking sandwiches for Larry. <laughs> Look at you. Yo, dude, I got to protect my own. You know what I love that Ike did is Ike got a deal done at the SAP Center. So, like, when you go down to the Shark Tank, yeah, I don't think you get I, – I, you can't just go in there and ask for any sandwich. I think right. You, they down, have like, a limited supply because they don't have the biggest – you know, they don't have a right, walk-in freezer. Right. It, it's like five or seven sandwiches or whatever. But I love a good Ike sandwich, and when I was at the Sharks game, I just went over and got myself an Ike's. Well, look at it this way. Somebody, Jillian Bruce, the skipper from Stonestown. That's there she is. She ate the skipper today. <laughs> she had, it was like fried Gouda cheese ball bites or something. It was it was good. It was very, very good. Um, here we go. Caesar once again says, Larry needs a sandwich. I tell you what. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Caesar. Larry, Caesar's always watching out for me. Ike, if you're watching... You now have my full permission to allow Larry a sandwich. Okay, but this is the sandwich I'm thinking of, Ike, and it's probably already in the house because Damon said it is. But I love turkey, like, you know, like turkey breast on a soft roll with some, like, um, I don't like mayo mustard on my turkey. I like turkey with turkey gravy with just a few cranberries in there, maybe a tad bit of stuffing, almost like a day after thir- uh, Thanksgiving turkey sandwich where you throw a little stuffing on the top, maybe a couple cranberries. My, <laughs> my father, you know, who passed away a few years ago, we, my dad and I, look, we had a great relationship. Sometimes it was complicated, but it was never more complicated than about 830, 8.45 <laughs> On Thanksgiving night, when you're thinking about circling that fridge and making the first turkey sandwich, my father and I 
used to go to war over the <laughs> over the in the bird stuffing because we were so about the stuffing that if it was you know we we had to do a separate casserole dish of stuffing which Ooh, was inferior yeah. inferior to Try the it. actual in the bird stuffing my That's dad right. and i used to go to war over in the bird stuffing so juicier it's juicier it's like been cooking in the turkey juices and the whole deal i met your here you dad. go there you go That's remember all you when need to i see met right your there. dad i met your dad and your mom i met your mom a couple times but i met your dad at the party you had in a red it was a bar or a restaurant do you remember that they had a private it was a private party but you had a party and you had a bunch of people and you come to my dad, 40th was that it, it? Was, was it a bar maybe yeah so your mom your mom and your dad were both both flew in for it yeah and no, I, that was my I, that went. was my 40th birthday it's the yeah, only that was time good, that was i a good ever night. what where was like, that it was in the city somewhere yeah was that a was bar it down I by think... Was so I got down by like North Beach, maybe? Yeah, or? yeah. It was a, at a bar called Cobalt, who, which was not like you know, like my favorite bar. I frequented it, but we knew someone who really, really liked my show and basically said, "Damon, I would love to host your your party. We got a good venue for you. Like, I'll give it to you. All you need to do is you know, pay for the liquor. We'll we'll you know, forget about renting the space. We'll be happy to shut it down if you can put enough people in there." To just we'll do business and we'll, we'll do business for you and your friends. It was a wonderful, generous thing that I uh, got hooked up with, and that was a great night. It really, really was. That was a very special night. A lot of good memories oh, that so night. That my buddy night. Ike was there, and my sister was in town, and the two of them ended up walking off together with a group <laughs> of friends, and they went to some like sex shop in North Beach, and my sister comes back with like handcuffs for me. She's like, happy birthday. Hopefully your night goes well. I'm like, oh, thanks. Thanks for the fuzzy pink handcuffs. You know what we got to do, which would be a total fun fun thing to do, is we should do a, a Krug Bruce uh, bar crawl where we get, because I, I, I got a buddy who owns like seven different bars in San Francisco. What we do is we get like one of those Wait cable cars. Who's, who's your friend with seven different bars? Um, I, 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 you know, I, what I, are these bars? Who owns seven bars? Yeah, this guy owns seven who has bars. Seven in the city. bars. He owns one of them. It's called Cease and Desist. Have you been to Cease and Desist in the Mission? I uh, have one in Pack like, Heights. I've, he owns another been... in Laurel Heights. He owns, What's it called? He owns, what? he, it's called Cease and Desist. What's the other one called? <laughs> um, I, that's the only one I remember. Okay, but he's got seven of them. He's got I mean, seven different deal. bars. I, you know, but what do you think of that little bar crawl? I'm I'm all about a bar crawl. And we could do live streams. Can you imagine we got we get the cameras. I'll get a cameraman out there uh, filming. Uh, you know, as we go from bar to bar and like a cable car all through the city. Maybe the summertime. <laughs> so do, you, do you remember when Lamont and Tonelli used to do their drunk driver show? Right. And they would sit there and like Baby every Huey. every half hour, fifteen minutes, they'd take a shot. And by the end of their show, you had. Who like who was the 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 program director of the Ticket Ten Fifty at the time or or or, or, or you know one hundred seven seven the bone like in that, sharp. in that last hour everyone was so afraid of the f bombs <laughs> and the swearing like I think they took the seven second delay to a thirty five second delay uh, and and I remember how drunk those guys used to come out of that studio. And I'm like, so you just worked today. And they're like, yeah, we sure did. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. You and you have, and, and when they did that, when they did that little radio thing, they always got like a, like a portable breathalyzer. Right. So when I was going to Sac state, right where the Kings arena is now 
was a brewing company. It was a really good little restaurant. It was called Little City. I think it was called Little City or, or River City. River City Brewing Company, right? It was right in the K Street Mall. And in the bathroom of the River City, in the men's room of the River City Brewing Company uh, restaurant bar, there was a breathalyzer. And it was like, you know, so I had buddies back in college, you know, who weren't driving, of course, and who would just, you know, dude, I just got out. I just came from the bathroom. I'm, you know, 2.8. I'm 0.28. You know? <laughs> dude, oh, that's nothing, dude. Slam one more shot. I'm going to go back. I bet you it's 0.33. You know, oh, that's great. Just ridiculous. By, by the way, we have confirmation. <laughs> thank you very much Ike. thank you very very much uh look man we've got uh oh by the way ike's pulling up by the way everywhere i think i just went somewhere i think i saw an ike's the other day I mean, he might have one in emeryville as well oh he's everywhere he's, he's, he's everywhere. absolutely everywhere ike is, these ike days. my up. buddy ethan who is the best bartender in san francisco and my friend greg gq who is you know, been referenced on my show for the better part of 20 years at one point or another, especially when I'm worried about Indiana because he also went to IU. Um, uh, they, I believe, closed on a bar today. So I got nice. friends who are about to own a bar, Larry. We're going to have the like the official bar of the Damon Bruce Plus and possibly even if they can afford you know, a talent like Larry Kruger, maybe even the Krug show as well. well you, but I'm you know, so we do, happy we do a for you, Ethan. Party. We do a watch party, bro. We, we, oh, we look, do a Jillian, watch Now we, Gianna is in. I mean, we got all <laughs> of the Bay Area luminaries joining us here today. I watched today. Gianna. She's on picks, right? She is, and I'm going to be doing with her thing her. on picks. Congratulations, I'm going to be with her Friday Gianna. morning from She's the ballpark. She's doing a great job. Yeah, I'm going to be with her. I she, saw your segment with her on, on your channel. Let me tell you, man. She's in first your, class. In your life, get a friend like Gianna Franco. Really? Oh, my God. She is one of the nicest, best people in the world I have ever met. My wife and her are friends independent of me even being involved in the conversation. They're just, she's one of the best people I knew. And again, on the day my world came crashing down because I got laid off, it was also Gianna's birthday. <laughs> it was Gianna's <laughs> birthday when I got my silver bullet and she called to say, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I don't even want to talk about that. Happy birthday. I love you. And who is one of the first people saying, hey, come on over to KPI. I mean, find someone who loves you back. Gianna officially loves me back and I love her. Larry, you love me back, man. You went ahead and you were Absolutely, right there bro. for me when uh when, when the shit hit the fan and 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 you know well, i just needed to call you and just i didn't know what your head headspace would be i know you know that you have a good show i know that you know that you're a talented broadcaster but you know what when you get knocked down in this world sometimes it's hard to have perspective on yourself and so i just called you to just give you a little perspective be like dude look if you're doubting yourself don't and if you're thinking about you know what was me don't and you know what? The great, uh, you know, who had a huge impact on me when I got dumped was my my comedian friend who has now become a multi-media, he's a media mogul, the great Al Madrigal. Oh, Al Madrigal is one of my favorite interviews. I think that guy's talented as hell. His, uh... We went to high school together. Did you know that? I, so I didn't know that. I knew yeah, I you knew to, him, he, but I didn't know like that you knew him. From there. When I was a senior, I used to, he, he lived out in the, out by me in the sunset. We'd go to these parties in Marin and, all of a sudden, we'd be like standing there, and be like, "Hey, uh, you got a car, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, 
could you give me a ride home? I'm like, sure, bro. Get in the back. You know, I had bench seating. We, I don't care. We seat belts, sheets, you know, and then back then it was like, Hey, just, and as many as you could pile into the old Chevy Nova. So I used to drive, I used to drive Al home from parties all the time. We became friends. Um, but he came, he called me and he's like, bro, he's like, you're way, way too talented to be down because of a radio situation. And he's like, dude, don't fucking sit around perfecting the story of how you got fired or how you got let go and get up, get up on your own two feet, use your head, invest a couple of years into yourself and then recalibrate in a couple of years, see where you're at. And he goes, if, if I'm, if I'm correct, you're going to be better off in two years than you're, you are today. And it was a, such a kick in the butt. And it was such a, like, you know, it's like, you know, sometimes you need someone to shake you yeah. just be like, dude, you know, cause I was going to sit there and perf- start perfecting this. Well, this happened and that happened. And nobody gives a shit at the end of the day. Right. Just get up, move on, go do something better. And you know, the best defense is live well. You know what I mean? That are the totally. best, the best the, answer, the best reply yeah. to anybody who knocks you is live well. And that's what I've been doing. I've had, this has been an incredibly fun adventure on YouTube. Uh, this is where the audience is migrating to, whether you are here or I'm here or not, the audience is migrating away from, from, uh, you know, old media and into, into this. And this is very rewarding if you can grab hold of it, own it and build it. And that's what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. And everybody should join us and onward and upward, bro. Yeah. Look, man, it's, it's, I have to retrain my own brain because I was such a radio advocate and supporter and diplomat for the longest time. And I carried more water for that medium to the point where like, you don't want to admit that you're wrong about anything. Um, you know, I mean, you were a radio, you're, you're a radio guy and a great radio guy, but it's, it's look where look what's happened to radio look i was um, i was talking to somebody look where today. it's going it's yeah. just it's a tough it's a it's they're it's it's just it's never been more challenged it's never been more um you know there's a lot of competition out there here's and how it was pitched to me today the way it goes. that ultimately for guys like you and me it's done it, look it created and i'll always be thankful for you know KNBR and 95.7 The Game to give me the opportunity to introduce myself to Bay Area sports fans over 20 years. And and, and that's how, you know, I, I built a brand. But at some point in time, that medium becomes restrictive of your career and your success more than it does help you once you've launched your own uh, in a brand, I, it's, it's obnoxious to call yourself a brand. But once you once you have a neck, a, a recognizable this name, is, this is the Damon Bruce channel. And who needs a station know, when you got a channel, right? I mean, you got your own channel, and your channel is global, and your channel is growing, and will continue to grow, especially as we can as as we make our audience less of a Venn diagram and more of a perfect circle. As we do this home and home uh, broadcasting situation that we are going to be doing on a near daily basis, almost seven days a week, because sports don't sleep and neither do we. And again, when in doubt, when you got to think of something, you go to the ganja jar, and there's a whole new show in there. There's a whole show in the ganja jar. Just oh, you know, whenever you need it, it's right there. As your kids get older, that you guys put that on the higher shelf. <laughs> you're right about that <laughs> you're at yeah i don't i don't need them i don't need them uh getting into my stuff there by the way the best thing is jillian's not into it 
Jillian doesn't like coffee, bacon, or weed, so she doesn't drink my coffee. Whenever we go to breakfast and she gets bacon, that means I get extra bacon, and then she never dips into the weed jar. I've never had in my entire life a full cup of coffee. Really? So I've never had in my entire life even a puff off of a cigarette. Wow. Never once. Never not even you didn't have that puff. you know that girlfriend in high school who uh just was smoking like a chimney no nope nope never even wow. a puff off a cigarette i smoked everything else <laughs> not cigarettes <laughs> yeah. uh, i never anyway. had a cup of coffee i never i never wanted it and you know now I, I i like you know i'll have a coke every now and then but i'm even that i try to try to uh not drink that as much anymore just well, I've always yeah, said, just, I, you know what I, you know what actually for me, it was great on air was a water. It's like, if I had to do one of these shifts, especially if I was doing pre and post, or I'm going to have a long shift or well, that's what I got in here right now. Just yeah, if I, if, if I can, if I can, you know, drink, you know, six, seven glasses of water, you know, when the show's over, I feel great. When I was drinking sodas during the show, I used to drink sodas when I do this show with Gary, I'd have these like, you know, peak ups and downs and I just would just feel terrible all the time. Uh, so I just kind of cut it out, cut it out. So yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, a, some people are just into their coffee. My wife's super into her coffee. She loves it. So but a guy I, not, who not a I think, guy. I think met me for the first time on your show last night, moon dust, okay. who was up my ass about things he didn't like. And then is eventually, he even reached out and, and, and hit me on my page and said, I know I was teasing you about your sandwich, but it's a pretty good sandwich after all. So Moon, <laughs> Moon Dust and I are slowly becoming friends after all. And he just asked, is Jillian human? All you got to do is go back to the beginning of this when she came down here and solved an audio issue to find out not only is she human, she's one of them hot ones. And uh, <laughs> What's up and, with the bacon, though? Man, that's almost un-American right there. But here's the I thing. Mean, bacon? I mean, who doesn't like bacon? I mean, seriously. My wife. Bacon, you can put bacon in almost anything. Like. It works. You could take bacon and wrap it in something I don't like, and I'd be like, "Hey, it sounds, it looks pretty good." Yeah, Not no, it, it it's uh, it's incredible. But instead of ridiculing her, I've just made it work out to my advantage. Right. That's it. I've just made it work out to my advantage. Look, we got uh, we got warriors and kings, and I know you got to do some dinner, probably spend a little time with your family since you've been. Uh, who were you talking with before you joined me? I know that you just were doing a 49er podcast. Yeah, I was doing a live stream with uh, the great Raj. Raj, who, he's fantastic, by the way. Do you know Raj? Raj I, runs I don't the RSF yeah, I don't 49ers. know him, but I know him through your channel, and he's great. Oh, he's awesome. And he's a, you think, you know, um, you think guys like Grant Cohn or, you know, Dave Lombardi or some of these guys have, have a little momentum going. Raj has like 250,000 uh, IG uh, followers, whatever you call them, followers, subscribers. So, I mean, he's, he, he's now getting, he's building up his YouTube, <coughs> but his IG, I mean, John Lynch follows him. Uh, George Kittle follows him. I mean, if it, ha if the Niners do anything, it's reflected on Raj's RSF 49ers uh, IG account. So nice. go, go, go follow Raj on IG. And, and he's awesome. And I talk to him every, every Monday at one o'clock this week, he was at WrestleMania so he's like, crew, can we do a Tuesday? And I said, yeah, let's do a Tuesday. So we had him on tonight or, or today, right before this at two o'clock. And normally tonight I would be on with uh, the great Vish Kumaran, who's also phenomenal. Um, but Vish was a little under the weather. So we pushed it back to tomorrow. All right. Man. So tonight well, I'm just going to hang out, watch the basketball game, have a little dinner with the fam 
And then uh, right around 9.30, I'll go live on the Krug Show with uh, Cyrus Satsis, Frank Red, uh, Bay Area Baller, and uh, hopefully a lot of you. So and, and, well, yeah, well, well, here's the thing. I, I can't join you tonight, but what are we going to do tomorrow? What are, what are you and I going to do tomorrow? Because I'm on at 11 on Damon Bruce Plus, and then uh, and and then you and I will 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 tag in again for home and home, but we'll do it over on your page. What yeah, are we thinking? tomorrow I'm on with tomorrow's Wednesday. I'm, I do a two o'clock live stream with Wayne Breezy. Wayne Breezy. Yep. So what do you think about uh, like a little bit on the earlier side tomorrow? Because I've got 645 with Vish and I'd like to give it a good 90 minutes with you. So how about uh, how about 515, something like that? Five uh, o'clock, 515? What do you think? Have your people call my people. All right, we'll, we'll talk it over. And, and we'll check us out up. tomorrow on the Krug Show and uh, we'll be chopping it up, man. I'm looking, fast, for, I'm looking forward fast. to it. I'm looking forward to it. The uh, one of the things that I think we need, because you know, we're you and I spend more time at home than we're normally used to. Is I'm, you know, I'm, I'm I need good show recommendations. The single best show in the world that is happening right now that nobody is talking about, Larry, right here. Are you watching Perry Mason on HBO? No. no and you I... you come from a family of. You know, judges and lawyers. Yeah, my dad was a lawyer. My brother's a judge in SAC. The best show on television. And it moves slowly because it's set in an era where time and people move slower. So it's but, a remake kind of? It's a, it's yes, a remake of it Perry Mason. It is a Mason, modern in, remake of ooh, Perry Mason, good. and it is fantastic. We'll be breaking it down a little bit more on the plus tomorrow. Uh, hopefully you can bring a good show recommendation for me tomorrow, Larry. And yeah. As always, brother, it is so exciting to be embarking on this. And one of the things that makes it incredibly exciting is I know I'm not doing it on my own. And the two of us together can literally break this town when it comes to owning the sports conversation. And we know that and the audience knows that. And I think that there are a couple stations about to shit their pants because they know that too. Well, you know, right now it's a low sports day, but, you know, tomorrow, the next day, whatever day big stuff happens, the numbers on our channels are going to skyrocket because there's a lot of people that care what Damon Bruce has to say about uh, the biggest sports stories in town. And I'd like to think that I'm in that same same group and uh, we'll knock it it out of the park, brother. I've always cared about what you think of the biggest sports stories. Always. There's never been a moment. Since you dropped the Gino Carmazzi on me uh, in, a, in, a, in a sports byline studio about 25 years ago, I've been a fan. So thank you for joining me here, brother. Absolutely, man. Um, I, I appreciate your time as always, and absolutely. We'll see you tomorrow. We will push Larry off and say thank you so much to Larry for joining us. And I got to get upstairs. I got to go ahead and make sure that the wife is, uh, well, she's definitely not eating any bacon tonight, but I want to make sure that she is going to instill, uh, you know, uh, stay with me, basically. We put her through the ringer in the last few weeks, and there is no one, nobody. Dude, my wife is a killer. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. She's a killer. She's the most get shit done girl I've ever met. In my life, I'm lucky to be with her. There's no doubt. I'm lucky to be with Larry. I am lucky to have all of you here with me. It is. It's been a weird few weeks. I keep on saying that because it's true. It's been a weird few weeks. I thought for a minute there that everything I loved got taken away from me in terms of what I do for a living. 
I'm realizing now that not only did that not happen, but I've actually got more to give away and grab than ever before right here in the new media. So we'll wrap up with this. Draymond Green was right. The new media seems to be the place to be. After all, there's no denying it. And uh, because I got cut off earlier today and didn't get to end my show the way I normally like to do it, let me say thank you very much to Larry for coming on. Thanks to him for being an incredible friend and a great broadcaster. And uh, and and we're going to have a lot more for you. We're going to be back on the air tomorrow at 11 a.m. I hope you plan on joining me. I hope Larry subscribers who haven't subscribed here, subscribe to Damon Bruce Plus. The Plus. It's ready to go, baby. The Plus. Some people say, Damon, you shouldn't spell it P-L-U-C-E, but then spell it plus p-l-u-s you're confusing people i know but that's kind of how i do it so there we go thank you very very much for joining us here today i like that i I, it's it's great to have you here i'm lucky to have you here i couldn't do this if you weren't going to follow me here so i just want to leave you with this sports don't build character they reveal it enjoy the warriors game and i'll talk to you tomorrow at 11 Take care. And like that, he's gone.